pandemic begin to relax, schools are looking to resume full-day education. So this morning, I'm really delighted to be chatting to one of their co-founders, Raymond Yang, along with Bell Tam, their head of Department of Schools Communications. And we'll be talking about better communication with our children about this new adjustment. Welcome back on the program, Raymond, and welcome to the show. Bell, it's great to see you both. How are you today? How are you? Oh, I'm a bit nervous now because uh, this is the first time I get into the radio channel. <laughs> We're excited. Yeah, I'm grateful to have news with you by Norin again. I'm so happy and excited uh, to be chatting with you both and really happy to be meeting you for the first time, Belle. And I'm sure our listeners are really excited and, and, and delighted uh, because we are live on Facebook this morning. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Raymond and Belle there. So without further ado, um, for some of our listeners who are tuning in for the first time, who may not be so familiar with the work that you're doing at Just Feel, um, Raymond, perhaps you can go first. Uh, what is it exactly you do there? Just Feel is an emotional education nonprofit found in 2018. We have a vision to transform the communication culture in Hong Kong families and schools. With our Compassionate School program, we empower educators and parents to have a better communication skills, especially based on compassionate communication and social emotional learning. We always wanted to improve the communication and relationship between teachers and students, parents and child, so that the kids can grow up in a safe environment and have a better mental well-being in the longer term. So in the following, we will share some of our stories in the uh, program because we always wanted to have a preventive, holistic and systemic approach, which we get a lot of frontline experience from our beneficiaries. I'm really sorry. We are experiencing a little bit of problem on, on Facebook. I think we are back on live once again. I do apologize. And that is the joys of of live radio. Something these happen. So I went from feeling excited to feeling a bit anxious. So I'm glad I'm able <laughs> to roller coaster. And I'm sure uh, uh, that that could be the same similar feeling to some of the children who go back. Thank you so much for your understanding, Raymond. So uh, it's it's so important for for teachers and students to be able to check in with their emotions. But we often hear that schools are so busy getting through the curriculum. Is it sort of um you know checking in with feelings and emotions? Does it have you noticed it taking a back seat, or is there sort of more awareness these days? Uh, you know, bringing these to the forefront. It's having more awareness, but it's still a very hard topic. It was in a culture, it's not easy. Like just now, Noreen, you did. When you experience some problem in the Facebook Live, you can share how you feel nervous. But in the schools, it's not a common practice. So if we are in a roller coaster of these years in the pandemic, and we sit together and it's like class resumption, and we actually resume to the full day class, we have a lot of stories and Maybe I'll invite Belle to share how the teachers and students feel. Sure. Uh, before the school resumed, I think many teachers coming to us and say that uh, they're very nervous. One of the situation is hosting the students to uh, get the lunch together. It's happened a very years uh, like they didn't have any food uh, in the class and like uh, teachers are very nervous about oh, will they uh, mess up with the um, lunch box? They, they like to eat the food and drop everything 
uh, on the floor, they are kind of a bit nervous. But on the other side, we heard that the students is a bit excited and looking forward to it. So after all, we can see uh, actually students and teachers have different mixed feelings, I guess. And for parents as well, they are a bit worried because um, you know, like uh, getting back to school with the longer hours, they also worry about their uh, physical well-being of their child. And also uh, their parents also is a bit relieved, I guess. Yeah, because they, they can send them their children back to school so they have more personal time as well. So I guess everybody has a mixed feelings. But in terms of like, uh, did they actually express their feelings? So uh, we can see that some schools are getting more focus and uh, more attention to the well-being of the students. That's why uh, they kind of set up uh, the uh, emotional thermometer to let the students to uh, speak up for themselves uh, to post what they are feeling every day. Maybe we can show a few uh, pictures with uh, our audience. Yes, um, so, I'd like uh, to report that we are live back on Facebook. So our listeners, if you can join us there, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. I think Belle and Raymond have prepared some uh, photos for us um, um, uh, on on the Facebook, so we're able to see. So, Bell, just going back slightly, you mentioned the emotional thermometer. Um, w- w- explain that to our listeners. W- what is that exactly? So, in each of the uh, our partner schools' classroom, all the classroom has a board, a magnetic board that there are six different kinds of feelings on top. Uh, so, students every day when they get to this classroom after they put down their school bags, they can take their own name tag and uh, stick on the board to uh, show like, oh, how do they feel this morning? Like a morning check-in. So this board like uh, gives chance for the students to express themselves as well as the students can understand each other's uh, situation as well. So the teachers also take the board as a tool to Mm -hmm. understand, oh, how my class is looking like today. And are students, um, you know, uh, quite forthcoming with their emotions and, and feelings? Do they like to share uh, how, how they're actually feeling? What's your experience? Uh, I guess there are a few types of students. Some of them, they just uh, stick on it and then keeping quiet to see who is going to come to me and speak today. Some of them is just sticking their stickers and say like, hey, today I feel like happy. <laughs> So, yeah, they have different kind of um, interactions. And we see that this is a good communication tool for the students to connect with each other. Yeah. Uh, You know, I suppose with students, and not just students, but even as adults, sometimes our vocabulary can be quite limited. We just don't know. We know we feel a certain way. Like, for example, maybe I feel just now I felt angry at the Facebook for not working, just as an example. But I don't know, anger is always a secondary sort of emotion. It was because I was frustrated about it sort of collapsing. And, and so do students uh, or perhaps even teachers or adults have that sort of vocabulary for, for, for all, all of their feelings? What's your observation? Raymond, Bell? Oh, this is a very mixed situation. Some teachers told us, uh, they are also excited because some new teachers who got into the sector in recent years, they also haven't experienced the uh, giving lunch experience. <laughs> That's why they also need support. But mostly we hear teachers feel anxious and maybe nervous because it has been a long time that they only go through the half day with the students. That's, right. That's why we also support teachers to be more familiar with 
the situation. And we also empower the teachers to feel more about themselves and embrace their feelings and needs. In our teachers for learning focus group, we will talk with the teachers and connect with each other. With a safe space there, teachers have a better place to self-regulate. Before we connect with the students, we first connect with ourselves, not even the positive emotion, but also the negative emotion matter the same because they tell us what needs behind we have. For example, order or safety, or according to the Education Bureau, we share the same direction. Like the Education Bureau has a web page called Resuming Vibrant Life at School. And we always want the teachers, parents, and students, three major stakeholders to all get adjusted step by step, but not in a rush, because it will cause too many negative emotions. And the keywords from the Education Bureau actually share the same with our compassionate school program. Like the Education Bureau suggests security, allowance, familiarity, and emotional regulation, which our motto, connection before solution, share the same. Yeah. Raymond and Bell, how how does the partnership work? So you go into the schools and, I mean, it's a three-year partnership with most of these schools. What do you do inside the school and how often do you revisit them or how do you give tools to help them connect with their students? Our program is a three-year partnership, which in the first year, we're trying to establish a team and a basic knowledge and awareness towards the social-emotional learning. So we're our role is more like a supporter, a connectors, and also a developer means like training. We use the trainer trainer model to empower the teachers and the parents. So through some workshops, co-learning focus groups, some intensive uh, sections together, the teachers are more familiar with what is compassionate communication. So after they uh, got these kind of uh, knowledge, they try to uh, promote to their uh, students as well through the social emotional learning curriculum. So uh, we have uh, lesson preparation sections together with the teachers to prepare how to teach students like communication skills, or uh, self-awareness. And throughout the uh, interactions with the teachers, we also collect feedback from them. So uh, after the first year, second year, and the third year, we try to get our program in a deeper and a wider level to like uh, also include parents in the work as well. So um, we always believe that teachers and parents is the, the closest people to with the students. So uh, their involvement and the atmosphere that they create is very important. Yeah, and a lot of, and you're absolutely right because um, they are the caregivers. Well, in Hong Kong, we've got a unique situation where there's also helpers and grandparents being the, the caregivers also. Um, how do you go about educating the children so that they can, can or, or, you know, feedback uh, and, and give feedback to their grandparents? Because, I mean, for example, I was raised by my papa, and a lot of the times, you know, if if I cried for, I think, actually, I think it's not just papa, but I think all generations, you know, if you cry, then they say, oh, Mohammed, don't cry, don't cry, you know. And now, as a parent myself, we have to get in touch and, and you know, sort of say it's okay to cry. You know, mommy cries as well, um, but it's, it doesn't come naturally because the voice in my head also is like, don't cry, but yet you can't say it even though you think it. Um, so how do you go about re-educating um, parents and grandparents? Belle, Raymond? Yeah, 
Noreen, I really appreciate how you have the high self-awareness, like <laughs> how you may transform what your yes. grandparents told you to your kid without awareness. We actually do the same to our stakeholders. Like we have published a lot of videos and with our tools so that the parents and grandparents at home, they can watch the YouTube videos, which is in Cantonese, and to first practice self-connection so that they can demonstrate as a role model to their kids, like, oh, I feel jealous. And then when their kids hear that, the kids will know, oh, parents, uh, grandparents also have negative feelings. I can also have this feeling. I can also share this feeling in this way, instead of punching myself or punching the others. Yes. This is a very important daily example. And the other way we have is hosting the Compassionate Parents Day. We have this whole school approach, Compassionate Parents Day, to replace the existing Parents Day, where a lot of times kids are sitting there listening to their teachers and parents' advice yeah. or comment. But now we transform it into a safe space for every stakeholder to enjoy a five-minute airtime yeah. to express their feelings and niche equally. This is a very important and effective way for transforming the parents into another modality of connecting with their kids compared with the past culture. Mm. Maybe, you, Noreen, you can try with your daughter as well. I know you have daughters. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much because I remember the cards that you've published as well. They have been so uh, instrumental and amazing in terms of expanding our vocabulary and the different words and just, you know, identifying different feelings. Um, so I really recommend that for, for our listeners because a lot of the times we feel these emotions, but sometimes even as adults, we can't correctly identify what it is pinpointing exactly that uh, we feel. Um, and, and, I, and I know that because I also have teacher friends that readjusting to full-day education can also induce um, anxiety. And you mentioned a really good point, Raymond and Bell, that you've got to have self-care um, as, as teachers to be able to then care for your students. What sorts of um, emotions or what sorts of feedback have you received from teachers now going back to full-day education? What have they been saying? Bell? Yes, uh, teachers are like, uh, they are a bit nervous, but also excited as well. And I guess uh, many teachers uh, are encountering a lot more students' uh, behavioral problems. And they are a bit um, like, they are so uh, un they are so uncertain. They don't understand what, like, why, what happened to the students. So, uh, let me show, uh, share our case. Like, uh, one of the teachers tells us that uh, there are a little girl is trying to play the soap in the hand soap in the toilet every day. So all the soap are gone, and the teacher is trying to say, like, "Oh, what happened to the students?" So, uh, as besides like being getting some punishment for the students, she. Uh, try to connect and talk with the students. So they are playing these kind of cards through the feelings and needs and ask about what happens to you. And the students like, yeah, they cannot express themselves easily. So they use these cards, pictures and saying like, I am stressed. And when I play the soap, I feel relieved. Wow. And I am she's very confident with that yeah and and after all like the teachers understand that oh it's not only uh in their in the top layer we see the the behavioral problem but also they see their needs of connection and safety in the schools 
Belle and Raymond, I'm afraid we've got a break for the news now. Can you stay another five minutes just to... You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday morning. And we're talking uh, to Raymond Yang, along with Belle Tam from Just Feel, which is a local NGO that provides social and emotional uh, education support to teachers and to students. And uh, just before the news break, uh, Belle, you were sharing a story of how this uh, this teacher was helping the young girl who was playing with the sopa in the bathroom. Um, and, and she was trying to get to the bottom of the story of, of why the soap was finished so quickly. And it's because the little girl girl was perhaps feeling a bit stressed um, ab- about things and she, through playing she was able to to sort of identify those feelings and share with with the teacher and I can see Raymond holding it up on Facebook I'd love for our listeners to join us there Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 so can you also say, uh, share some tips with our parents and caregivers who are listening how can we tap into these emotions how can we um, I guess what I'm trying to say is parents sometimes and, and caregivers sometimes work very late. And when they come home, it's dinner time, it's checking the homework. A lot of the time is not really dedicated towards checking in and tapping in with the feelings of, of children until it's too late sometimes. So how can we foster that room for education? Uh, Raymond or, or Belle? Um, yeah, we have different tips. Like we all have different times, past degrees. For me, I'm not a father, but... I know before I become a father, the first thing I have to do is to first connect with myself. Because if I am already very angry, like I would just shout at my kids and I cannot connect with him and care about him. That's why when we always do the parents' workshop, we invite the parents to first connect with ourselves. Like if we don't have the vocabulary, just search for the vocabulary. If we don't have the tools, we can take out some tools and look at them and check in with ourselves or call some friends to see, hey, can you listen to me for five or ten minutes? It already makes a difference if we do it on a regular basis. And it becomes a habit that we talk with the kids peacefully and stably instead of we cannot regulate ourselves and then we affect the children and make them anxious, insecure, uh, afraid, that will be bad. Like we have a family barometer, not only the classroom version but the family version and we can share with you later like uh, marie you can practice with your daughter yes i'd love to <laughs> uh, what's your tips yeah and i guess after the adults is connecting with themselves more they can start to connect with their children as well so active listening is a very good tips and also try to be uh, patient to be like maybe sometimes students uh, I mean children is not ready to speak so we give the right for them to uh, mm. wait uh, whether they want to say now or later we try to be open uh, active listening being open and also respect their choice like how they want to present like do they want to draw it out or do they want to sing it out or whether they want to just tell you a long story. So uh, I think respecting their choice is also very important. And lastly, of course, is try to keep secret. Like uh, this is between you and the children, not trying to like uh, being a gossip around. So I guess this is also building a kind of safety for the students that uh, to share and express themselves. Like we not only want to transform the culture at school, but also at families. So our tools do not only are present in the classroom, but you can see we use these cards at homes 
we use the barometer at homes and we also have the compassionate diary for parents and kids to write the feelings, draw their feelings and connect with each other regularly, which become a habit and will in turn build a long-term healthy relationship, which share the safety, connectedness and a sense of belonging. Absolutely. And, and I totally agree with you, Belle and, and Raymond, because, um, children look to adults and, and the adults around them, um, f- to model behavior. So as adults, as parents or, or as caregivers, if you can't regulate your emotions, how do you expect the children to regulate their emotions? Um, so that's really important. And also, I think, yeah, just extending the, 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 the compassion that you would to your friends and your family. Why, why wouldn't you do that with your children as well? I remember when my daughter was really upset after she lost her favorite pencil that she got from Papa and she came back from school and she said I, I lost my pencil and I actually told her not to bring it to school to begin with I said oh maybe it's better to, to leave it at home and and she lost it and when she came back the first reaction I had inside my head I should stress is inside my head I wanted to say oh you should have left it at home you see I told you but I suppressed that and I just sort of because she was so upset I just sort of said I can see how upsetting it is. It must be so sad to lose your favorite pencil. But it took some practice. I'm not saying I don't yell at my children, but I can see how upset it is for her already. And if I, if I add to her being upset, if I continue to say something like, Oh yeah, told you not to, that would make her even more upset. So it's just to, just to name out the emotion. I can see you're so upset. It's really sad when we lose our favorite toys or favorite pencil. And I think already she already knows, Oh, I shouldn't have brought it to school there's no need to add to that already but it does take practice and there are some days when i'm still like uh trying to and i uh, along with my friends i mean raymond what, 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 what do you say to that sometimes as you know adults it's hard to sometimes um uh, combat that that internal language that we have that we were raised with if i were you i would do a little more one thing is hug her yes absolutely Yes, yes, we did. Gave her a big cuddle and it's okay. And, you know, um, mummy's also forgetful and I've lost things as well. And I think also apologizing. I think I have, you know, uh, it's, it, I mean, people do sometimes lose their temper or, or, or yell, not in a, you know, in a, in a, in a, all the time. But when you do make a mistake like that, apologize and offer your apology and said, you know, I shouldn't have spoken to you in that way because that was wrong. Um, and then children are so forgiving. They're like, it's okay, mommy. It's okay. Um, and it's really sad to, to see like how innocent they are. And yes, yeah, so I, I really encourage all parents listening to not yell and to, you know, be more active listeners. Belle, Raymond? And Noreen, you really demonstrating and living out our mortal connection before solution with your daughter. Yeah. Oh, I'm so pleased to hear that. But we'll have to ask her and see how she feels. I'm sure she'll be like, Mommy is so strict. Um, but finally, um, remind our listeners once again, are you on Facebook and also your social media and your YouTube? How can we connect uh, with your organization? Oh, we are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram and LinkedIn. So please feel free to connect with us and then look at our stories at the main board column. We always share different kinds of stories of connecting with ourselves, with our kids, with our students, with our colleagues, with our loved ones. We all want to have a compassionate towards ourselves and each other so that in a peaceful world. 
well said and I'm going to give a heart to you Raymond and to Belle <laughs> thank you so much uh, for your sharing today and I really look forward to having you back on the program and we were talking to Raymond Yang one of the co-founders of Just Feel along with Belle Tam their head of departments of school communication thank you so much for your sharing today